Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when we are waiting for someone to come pick us up, to go out for a day or, or more, what do we do? Do we pass the time before they're coming doing nothing? No, we're usually quite active. We, we get ready. We prepare for their coming, for the pickup. It's knowing, say, that in two hours someone is coming to pick us up, we, we have things to do. For we have responsibilities. Before the ride comes, we may have to make our children breakfast, finish a load of laundry, maybe make a business call or two, take a shower, properly dressed, and as the time gets closer, you may even take the opportunity to, to wipe down the kitchen table, take out something from the freezer for, for supper and night, print off some bills for customers, take the kids off to the bus stop. As the time gets really close, then we take a last look in the mirror, we get our coats ready, so we actively prepare. None of us really wants to be caught unprepared, standing there at the door with a bedhead, looking at a ride, saying, Oh, you're here already. I'm not ready. Even though you were told that he or she was coming. Well, beloved, are we getting ready for Christ's coming? How prepared are we? Are we ready for the coming of His kingdom in fullness? Here too, we don't want to be lazy. We don't want to be unprepared. Then I ask, do we work each day in our respective callings with the coming of the kingdom in mind? Do we put Christ first when we do our work? When we carry out our everyday responsibilities? Do we take our opportunities for service in God's kingdom are we only focused on ourselves, doing our own thing? Yes, beloved, just how will the Lord Jesus Christ find us when He returns? Will we really be prepared, truly ready? God's Word then comes to you this afternoon, summarized under this theme. As we await the Lord's return, let us not be lazy, but be active in His kingdom service. We'll pay attention to two things. First, the work done. And second, the reward given. I repeat, as we await the Lord's return, let us not be lazy, but be active in His kingdom service. And we'll pay attention to the work done and the reward given. And beloved, as we saw this morning, the Lord Jesus Christ was here at this point busy instructing, instructing God's people. Yes, and there in the last week of His life, in the temple courts, in the days before Good Friday, he was coming with the words. As in those last days, he also prophesied. He talked about what would happen after his death and resurrection and ascension into heaven. And before his return on the clouds of heaven. You look in the chapter before in Matthew 24, you can read about Jesus' prophecy about the last days, the end times. 
That chapter, the Lord Jesus spoke about the fall of Jerusalem. He also spoke about the last days of this world. The days just before His second coming, the days in which we are now living. And as the Lord Jesus pointed out at the end of chapter 24, no one will know the day or the hour of our Savior's coming. And so the Lord Jesus also then gave a warning. Not knowing the hour, he warned, therefore keep watch. Keep watch. Because you don't know. You don't know the day of our Lord's return. You must always be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour that you don't expect him to come. And this was the point that the Lord Jesus drove home in his first parable we read this afternoon. The parable of the ten virgins. Well, we know this parable also very well, of how, how five of the ten virgins were not ready. Yes, while those five were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. And the virgins who were ready, they went along with the bridegroom. They went to the wedding banquet and then the door was shut. The other five, while they were not ready, they were not ready to meet the bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Jesus concluded at the end of this parable, therefore keep watch. Because you don't know the hour or the day. But this raises then another question. One which has our concern this afternoon. How does one keep watch? How does one get ready for the second coming? How does one prepare? Or does someone just sit around doing nothing? Being lazy. Now, beloved, the time between Christ's first coming and His second coming, the time in which we're living, is not meant to be wasted time, empty time, time to do nothing. Rather, beloved, it's time and it's an opportunity to put to good use the talents entrusted to us by our Lord and Master. So we are to be responsible, busy in His kingdom service. And this is what our Lord Jesus points out that in the parable before us this afternoon, the parable of the talents. Because he said, again, the kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey. But before this man went on his journey, he called his slaves, he called his servants and, and entrusted his property to them. Now what this wealthy man did with, with his slaves was, was not something unusual. Back then, slaves or servants had considerable responsibility. Especially when a lord or a master, such a great estate, went away on a journey. Someone had to manage his great estate. And so, this is what the master did to one slave, to one servant. He, He gave five talents. And to another, he gave two talents. And yet, to another, one talent each according to his ability. Indeed, the Lord took into consideration their abilities. They're all put in charge. There's not more than they could handle. Now, the Master, the Lord, knew what each could handle while he was gone, and so he gave accordingly, and then off he went on his journey. And what happened while he was gone? Well, As Jesus pointed out, the man who had five talents went at once to work and and he gained five more. 
And so also the one who had two, he, he gained two more. But the one who had one, he went off and he dug a hole in the ground and he hid his master's money. Now you might be wondering, what is the meaning of this? What was a talent? When we hear that word talent, we often think of, of a natural ability, a, a gift that we have. We speak of some people being very talented. That means having a lot of abilities, a lot of gifts. And this is not the meaning of the Greek word as it's used here. Talent here in our text is really nothing more than a large sum of money. The master entrusted varying number of talents, yes, varying sums of money to his slaves. The amounts he gave to his slaves were, were considerable. They were substantial. For what was one talent, a talent was, was normally thought to be about 6,000 denarii. And as you can read elsewhere in Scripture, one denarius was an acceptable day's pay for a laborer. And so we conclude then that that one talent presumably represents about, about 20 years' wages. And so you can see they all received a considerable amount of money. Especially the one with five talents. It's probably handling there more more than a laborer could expect to earn in a lifetime. It's what a great responsibility to have. Now the first two slaves felt the responsibility of their assignments. They knew what the master expected. They went to work. They went to work without delay. They worked with the talents given to them. They took the opportunities before them. They, they worked with the differing amounts of money. Exactly what they did for work were not told here. Yet they, they doubled their money. The one with five gained another five. The one with two, another two. The last one, he didn't work. He was irresponsible and selfish. He, he dug a hole in the ground and put his master's money in. He did nothing with what his Lord had entrusted to him. What was the Lord Jesus getting at here? What was he really talking about? He was talking about himself. He was the one about to go on a journey. It was after Good Friday and, and Easter Sunday morning, he would, he would go away. He would leave earth. He would ascend on high. He would go up to heaven to his father's right hand, and he would be gone for some time. Eventually, he would return. Now, while he is gone, what were his slaves to do? What are we to do? Indeed, we are all slaves of our Lord. We belong to our Lord, body and soul. We have been purchased by him, not with silver or gold, but with His precious blood. So belonging to our Savior, He has all rights and claims to us. And He calls us to faithful service in His kingdom. We're expected to be good stewards in His kingdom. Filled with love for our Master, for our Lord, we are to work. Is that a thankfulness for what He has done? We have tasks to do. 
For we have all been given talents. And what are these talents? Well, they're not the abilities we may have. No, it says here the talents are given according to one's abilities. Your talents are not abilities. No, talents here are concrete responsibilities and opportunities we all have received in God's kingdom. As we all have received talents, that is, we all have re- been given opportunities, responsibilities, and some have more opportunities than others, some have less responsibilities than others. Indeed, with the, the one with five talents had more opportunities to serve than the one with two talents or one talent. And also the one with two talents had, had more responsibilities than the one with one. Well, let us be clear. Each has received a talent. Each one of us has responsibility for some kind of opportunity to be active. Well, some have the responsibility of being an office bearer, elder, minister, deacon. A good number of us have the responsibility of being a mother at home and teaching the many little children of the kingdom. We all have the responsibility to be a good witness to the unbelievers around us. Others have the opportunities to visit those who are lonely, who are grieving. Others have the opportunity to help those who are depressed or struggling in other ways. Yet others have opportunities to serve overseas, to bring relief to those who are hungry, who are experiencing disease. And still others have a responsibility to be, to be active in politics, witnessing to those around us about what God says about the governing of this nation. Yes, these talents, these opportunities, these responsibilities have been given to us according to our abilities. And we all have differing abilities. We have differing gifts. None of us are the same that way. Some are quite able to lead. Others have the ability to teach. Some are really good at helping out in practical everyday life. Some know how to sing very well. And others know how to stretch a dollar. Yes, these abilities, these gifts vary greatly from one person to the next. Some people have gifts that others do not have. And these gifts are also given in varying amounts. And since we all do not have the same abilities or gifts, We don't all have the same responsibilities or opportunities. Yet our Lord God expects us to take our differing responsibilities seriously. Take the differing opportunities we have in everyday life to promote the business of our Lord and Master, to promote the expansion, the coming of His kingdom. So we are to be busy so we are to prepare for the Lord's return, faithfully exercising our various responsibilities we have, taking those differing opportunities, great and small, to serve God and to serve others. And so we're all to be active, each in our own way, each having certain responsibilities, certain callings in everyday life. Indeed, we're not to be just sitting around. We're not to be idle. But we're to be busy in the work the Lord God has given to us. We cannot neglect our responsibilities. We cannot fail to make use of the opportunities before us. For the Lord God will call us to account on the very last day. 
Indeed, in the Lord's kingdom, we don't receive all the same responsibilities, opportunities. Some can do more than others. Yet no one is to be idle. And no one is to be overburdened. Everyone is to be, yes, joyfully active in the service of Christ. It says the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not for nothing. It is not in vain. There is, yes, then also a reward. And that brings us to our second point. And so the Lord Jesus continues with this parable. As he went on to point out, After a long time, the master of those slaves returned. And what did he do? He came to settle accounts. So each one of them came before the Lord and Master. The one who had received five talents, and he brought the other five, and he said, Master, you entrusted me with five. See, I've gained, I've gained five more. And his master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. And then the one with two talents came. It was a repeat of before. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two, two talents. I've gained two more. He too received the commendation of his master. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. And so you see here, two slaves, differing opportunities, differing responsibilities, yet each were active, working according to his ability. Each did the very best he could with the ability given in the place the Lord God called them to serve. Each worked with what the Lord had given, but belonged actually to the Lord. And he worked for the benefit of the Lord, for the coming of his kingdom, for the glory of his name. And beloved, so it is to be with us. We work in whatever place we are given to work. We take our responsibilities seriously. And yet some have more responsibilities than others. Some have more opportunities than others. Yet in all what we do, we simply seek to be faithful. And so we're not ashamed of what we are to do. Now maybe we're called as mothers to wash our children's clothes and cook their meals. Maybe we're called to greet strangers as they come into this church. But we don't refuse to do something Because, well, it's too humble for our abilities. No, we're called to be active. Preparing then for the return of our Lord and Master. And what is the reward of our Lord? Well, as the Lord Jesus said here, I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your Master's happiness. What did Jesus mean when he said, I will put you in charge of many things? What awaits those who are faithful in everyday life? Responsible in everyday life? 
Well, if we endure in everyday life and remain faithful, we will also reign with Jesus Christ. Yes, we will reign with Christ. So we confess in the Catechism in Lord's Day 12. Yes, we will have then the right to sit with Him on the throne. We will judge the roots. And as Jesus said in the next chapter, to those who are faithful, come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the roots. And so we will reign in the kingdom. We will enter into the kingdom in all its fullness. We will enter into the joy of our Lord and Master. Yes, there will be a perfect and full joy with Him. We will enter, yes, into the, the wedding feasts of His. What a celebration awaits. But we'd all share in the celebration. We'd all share in, in the Master's happiness. We'd all reign with Him. Jesus is not finished with this parable. And still that man who had received just one talent, the one who did nothing, who hid his talents in the ground. He refused to take his responsibility seriously, to work in one's place in God's kingdom. He refused to take his calling seriously. didn't take the opportunities to serve God and others. Uh, he was not going to visit someone who may have needed comfort. Not going to take the time as a father to teach his children how to pray. Not going to seriously study the Bible with anyone, let alone his wife. It was all below his dignity. The result, he was rather rebellious and grumpy and dissatisfied. And say he hid his talent in the ground. And the excuse he gave to his master, he said, Master, I knew you were a hard man. Harvesting where you have not sown. Gathering where you had not scattered seeds. That was a phrase. I went out and hid your talons in the ground. See here, here's what belongs to you. What was this for an excuse? This slave accuses his master of being hard, of, of being unrelenting, harsh. One who takes more than he has a right to take. One who, who, who asks the impossible. As far as the slave was concerned, the problem was with the master. The master is to blame. The master didn't give him anything really good to work with. What's the use anyway to, to work with one, one measly talent? Besides, the master could have what he wants without my efforts, without my work. Lame excuses. Lies. For this master, in assigning responsibilities, had figured out each man's abilities. And as to whether the master sowed and scattered, the answer is he, he certainly did. He scattered, he sowed, he, you could say he distributed the talents among his three slaves. Yeah, he had every right to, to reap, to gather. He had every right to, to see something upon what he had given. But here was a slave who didn't see that he had responsibilities to his master. His heart was not filled with love for his master. 
Instead, here he was blaming his master, excusing himself, failing to realize that his master was not like him. Now, his master was gracious. His master was loving. He gave. He graciously gave this slave a talent. With even one talent, he should have been busy in his service. He had everything needed to be, to be busy serving and more. How wicked. How lazy. Yes, he was only out for himself. So easy to be only out for oneself. For me, myself, and I. But beloved, remember, we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. We belong to Him completely, body and soul. And we're not here to do our own thing. No, we're here to serve the Lord. The coming of His kingdom in everyday life. What was the Master's response? He replied, you wicked and lazy slave. So you knew that I harvest, where I have not sown, I gather, where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put the money on deposit with the banker, so when I return, I would have received back the talent with, with interest. Yes, wicked. The slave was wicked, falsely accusing of his master, of being hard, of being cruel. Also lied, saying to his master, See here, this is what belongs to you. He actually owed his master not just this one talent, but also what had been earned had he been active, had he been faithful. He could have at least taken the opportunity to put it in the bank to earn interest, but he was too lazy to do this. And instead of admitting guilt, he actually acts as if the master should have given credit for having been so cautious and returning the one talent. The master came in judgment. Came in judgment, a just judgment. He said, take that one talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For everyone who has will be given more. He will have an abundance. And whoever does not have, even what he has will be, will be taken from him. If this is the rule of the Lord's kingdom, already laid out earlier in Matthew 13, verse 12, indeed, those who take their responsibilities seriously, who diligently take the opportunities for service, will only enrich themselves in God's kingdom. Blessings upon blessings will be showered upon them, but those who don't, who don't give themselves, even whatever little they have, will be taken from them. And that's what happened with this slave. He was stripped of his one talent. And the command was given, throw, throw him in to the darkness. Where there's weeping, where there's the gnashing of teeth. Throw him outside, throw him into hell. This hell is the place of, of darkness, of the weeping and gnashing of teeth. The place of eternal punishment. Indeed, this is the place of unbelievers. For those who are unfaithful. Beloved, as we await the Lord Jesus' return, let us be busy. Busy preparing.
Let us, by the power of the Holy Spirit, be active in the service of God's kingdom. Let us take those opportunities given. Let us own up to our responsibilities. The power of the Spirit. Let us so be prepared for the return of Christ, our Lord and King. For when we are prepared, we will receive an incredible blessing. Amen.